Welcome to another edition of Chapters. My name is Jim Derrick, and in studio today, I am thrilled to welcome my new friend, Dr. Kathy Ripley-Green. Welcome, Kathy. Jim, thanks for having me. I met you on the phone, uh, what was that, just weeks ago? Yeah, it was just a few weeks ago. Uh, I feel like I've known you for 100 million Same years. Same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think fun. we share a, and a similar enthusiasm yes. for for the subject that we're going to cover today, which is really talking about you, Kathy, and talking about your unique gift of being a medium. Right, absolutely. Something that I know you've cultivated for many, many years. Many, many years. And you know, I'm going to say this right at this point. I don't consider it a gift. I consider it a talent and an ability. I think the gift is what I'm able to present to people in the the realm of healing, moving the energy, um, peace perhaps, but not a gift. I'll be the first one to say, oh, my God, that woman, she is an amazing singer. Like, what a gift. Um, But I don't consider it like I'm gifted and somebody else isn't. Interesting. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit as to why? Because that's an interesting take on this. It's an ego thing. And I'm going to tell you a story with all due respect to this person who, of course, I shall not name. Um, (laughs) But there was a a woman, and, and I've had this experience more than one time, in fact, sorry, but many times. And it's kind of about like a competitive thing and kind of like, well, I'm gifted and I've had this gift. And it's an ego thing to me, whereas then we are supposed to think or feel that that person has something that we don't have. Therefore, in some way, they're better than we are. Interesting. So for me, um, it's an ability. And I'll tell you what, I'm not very good at math. So somebody else, do they have a gift of being good at math or is it their talent and ability? You know, I have a decent singing voice, but I'm not going to get paid for singing, you know. So do I have less of a gift? That, you see what I mean? It makes total sense. And I, I think, you know, I love the way you say this. And Kathy, your whole energy is, is so approachable. And, uh, you know, you you. you present as someone who, who you invite people yes. to be skeptical. You yes. invite people to question. You yep. invite people into your space. So I can see why by saying I have a gift separates us. Thank you. That's the perfect way to say it yeah. because there is no separation. Right. And in fact, my whole beingness working with, um, I do refer to them as the dead peeps. Yep. Um, uh, yep. my, whole, my whole energy of working with um, spirit, if you will, is to make the connections and and to share the knowledge that there is not a separation. I mean, there is because we're in physical and they're in non-physical, but there's still connection. And when I go into a room to do a thing, I don't have people do this big introduction of me. It's just kind of like, here's Kathy. She's going to do her thing, you know, because I want people to feel super, super comfortable. And I'm, I'm really happy that you said I'm approachable because it's not my goal to be approachable. It just is that I am. Yes. And I think that's why spirit works through me so easily and nicely and on demand, by the way, you know, I don't have to like sit in a dark room for three hours (laughs) before I do a session or whatnot. But, um, yeah. So talent an ability and the gift is what the client receives yeah i think and that really kathy is sacred space for you and for for any professional medium right is is that the the real honoree is spirit 
and the so, person's experience. Yeah. The center of attention is not supposed to be you. Is that correct? That's You're absolutely correct. Right now, you just said that, and I got my telltale sign from spirit of the goosebumps just started at my ankles and went right up. It's still happening right now as I'm looking at you. And that is showing me that spirit's basically saying to you, oh, yeah, Jim, you get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get it. So um, one time many years ago, there's a wonderful medium. Uh, many people have heard of him. His name is John Holland. Oh, sure. he, he's actually yeah. from Dorchester. Really? You know, like originally, yeah. Doesn't sound like I it. know, I know. He, he's been in New Hampshire, I think, for a long time. But um, uh, many, many years ago, I was at a workshop that he was giving, a weekend workshop. And he said very humorously, uh, there were 100 mediums in the room, by the way. It was crazy good energy. He said, yeah, nothing but a tube, people. You're <laughs> just a tube. And he drew a, three, uh, a three-dimensional tube on the board, and he said, spirit just sends the stuff down to you. You pick it up. You give it to the, you It's know, like the ATM machine. It is. You talk about a humbling experience. So you're a tube. Yeah, That's right. Now you're yeah. nothing but a tube. Yeah, but Kathy... um. This this gift, as you as, or as you said, this ability yes. that uh, you have yes. um, didn't start yesterday. Right. That's this right. is something that that rolled back in your childhood. That's Do I right. have that right? That's right. Can you talk to us about how that yes. made itself known? I can. So, so yeah. the first thing I want to say about this is. There is a theory. It's an old theory because I think um, as theories go, they evolve and change over time. So there's a theory back in the day that a lot of mediums had unusual circumstances around them such that then they had this ability. So, for example... Uh, well, John uh, Holland, he had um, some psychic abilities, but then he had an accident and then, poosh, you know, it opened. Mm-hmm. Um, Mona Lisa Schultz, she's a medical intuitive. Uh, she also was out of Boston, but she's in Maine now. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And she had, oh, my God, so many physical things. But the first one was she had a really severe scoliotic curve. And she was in hospital for almost a year uh, because she had to have surgical rods placed and such. And, man, her intuition, you know. And then uh, I could go on and on with other people with accidents. So when I was born, Jim, I was born with the birth defect. We refer to it as uh, of cleft palate. Oh, wow. So what happened was... Um, if you think about that, inside of my uh, skull in the frontal area, it's a little bit different. It's the, the anatomy and such is different. So one time I went to a lecture with Mona Lisa Schultz, and I went there. Um, <laughs> she, I, heard, I found out that she was going, uh, she was over at Newton Wellesley Hospital, believe it or not, giving a lecture, uh, educational lecture, and she's a um, psychiatrist, so was welcomed into the medical field. And um, I said, well, I'm going to go over there and listen to her speak. And she talked about the difference in the scoliotic curve and how her head would be different and how everything. And so she related it, neurologically speaking, to the difference in her physical structure. Mm -hmm. And I thought, huh. And I raised my hand and I said to her, you know, I always thought that this had something to do with it. But in my younger days, I thought, well, born with a cleft palate, so we'll trade you. We'll give you an ability that could really be, you know. But what it really, she was kind of explaining was there could be anatomy and physiology related to it. So um, as a little girl, I'd say it like this. My parents (laughs) used to say, oh, my Lord, Kathy, you're always embarrassing us. And I never took offense to it because what I knew they were saying was I was saying honest things that a kid shouldn't say. You were saying the quiet part out loud. That's right. That's a perfect way to say it. But see, I didn't know any different. I was just me. Then 
when I got a little bit older, I was the kid that like the friends would come to with their problems and I would say, oh, just do this and that and then it will be okay. And then they would do this or that and it would be okay. Mm-hmm. My high school friends that I have, um, I have a dear friend, um, Bonnie and a dear friend, well, Sue, but we call her Suey. They would tell you, um, oh, you were always telling us things and then they would happen. But see, I don't remember it, Jim, because it was just me. Yeah. So you you didn't feel separate from that. Like this is a new no. Kathy. No. This was just who you were. That was just who I was. It's a set point. It's and just, yeah. It's so interesting. But but then, as you said earlier, very eloquently, as opposed to a gift, you developed yes. this this ability mm-hmm. so there was a, a a method to doing that yes. what, what, what was that like and I do want people to know Kathy is a professional medium right and there is a difference yeah. um, and we'll talk a little bit more about yeah. that you can go to her website Kathy and you'll see it's a beautiful website and you'll see uh, not only more about Kathy more about mediumship but you'll also see where you can see Kathy you'll see the events that she does she does large groups she does uh, large family groups or friend groups and she does one-on-ones in a variety of settings, both on Zoom and and personally, so do get on that website. But uh, how did that. you yes. how did you go through developing? Well, so what this, really this this talent? Yeah, what really happened when I was nineteen? My family moved to California, so I'm a local person. I grew up in Norwood, and you can tell I really did because I say it properly. <laughs> Norwood. You know, there's nothing like Norwood. It's how do you say Norfolk? Norfolk. <laughs> Norfolk. Okay. My partner says Norfolk. Oh, yeah. No, she didn't grow up there. Well, neither did I. But, you know, I went from Norwood to Norfolk. But when I was 19, we moved to California. And California was very different. Now, we're talking about in uh, that was like the tail end of 1976. And so this stuff wasn't very like it. But in California, it was a little bit more open about it. And um, I just I don't know. I just started having thoughts and feelings and talking about stuff. And my sister stayed back here at the East Coast, but she came out to visit. And I was talking about all this psychic stuff and all. And she came um, home one day and she said, here, I bought you this book. Now just read it. And believe it or not, Jim, it was Shirley MacLaine out on a limb. Ah, I remember the book. Unbelievable. Yes. And when I read that book, I thought, yes, I know that. Yes, I agree with that. Oh, I've had that happen. Oh, my gosh. You know. This is me. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I thought, okay. So now at the time then, I um, had moved up to school uh, to go to the University of California at Santa Barbara. And, um, oh, gosh, there's a bunch of different things. But the main thing was I heard about this gentleman named Reverend Ford, and he was out of the Spiritualist Church. And actually, in Massachusetts, we have one in Quincy. Um, but anyway, the Spiritualist is actually like a, a, a religious type of a thing. It's a whole church across uh, internationally, you okay. know. Yeah. But the, the crux of the Spiritualist Church is that everybody believes in mediumship and spirit and the continuum of life. And this is how they live their lives and they teach it and such. Anyway, so I found out about this guy, Reverend Ford. And on Wednesday nights, you could go to Reverend Ford and he would give a little lecture and then you could sit in front of him and ask a question and he would answer a question for you. And what happened was you walked into the room and there was a gal sitting at the desk and you wrote a question on a piece of paper and on the back of the paper there was a number. And then Reverend Ford comes out, by the way, he was a very beautiful man in in his mid-80s. And he said, all right, everybody, here we go. And um, he gave this beautiful lecture. And then after about 40 minutes, he stands there, he looks around the room and he says, how was it? And I realized he didn't even know what he was saying. It was like it was coming through. Channeled. Yeah, Yeah, totally channeled. So I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. So he starts calling the people up. Number 27, he picks it out of a basket. 
Later on, I learned that this is called billeting, or the French word is belay. It's like a little message in an envelope. It's all folded up. Your question's in there. He holds it in his hand, and he answers the question. So one woman was looking for a lost ring. You know, one gentleman was asking something about some finances. You know, on and on it went. Then he gets to me. He calls me up. Now, he doesn't know me. Never had seen me in, in his life, nor I him. He has my little paper in his hand. He looks at me, and he says, who's Catherine, and why are you so happy to know she's here? because I'm named after my Irish grandmother, Catherine. She died when I was about a year and a half, so I don't have any memories, very sadly. But my entire life, I felt her as my guardian angel. I really felt like she was around me. And I didn't understand why my family didn't understand that she was around me, you know. And I reminded my grandfather so much of his deceased wife, my grandmother. I'm like, yeah, don't you get it? (laughs) It's because she hangs around me. Well, anyway, I said, well, that's my deceased grandmother. And I've always thought, he said, oh, Okay, good. And then he says to me, Friday night, come to my uh, meditation circle. That was my entire like, like connection with him. So then he opens my paper and my question I had written was, how can I develop my spirituality? So here he is, you know, inviting me. So he invites me to to the um, meditation and uh, we sit in this circle. Now, there were women there that are probably about my age now, or they probably ranged between like 40 and 65 or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to meditate. I don't know anything about it. And in those days, all the lights went off. The curtains were drawn. It was pitch black in the room. And then he talks us through this little meditation. I'm like, I guess I'll close my eyes. And while I was in that meditation, I felt like there were people around me. And I felt, Jim, like they were sort of moving my body. So my head was going down. I felt like literally like somebody was stretching me, wow. you know, like physically and stuff. Okay, it was pretty interesting. Then, you know, about 40 minutes later, he turns the light on. So now here we go. The one woman says, oh, Reverend Ford, there was a beautiful fire in the center of the circle. Now, only an early and her 20-year-old young woman could think. I'm like, I didn't see any fire in the circle. And then another woman, oh, Reverend Ford, there were some beautiful, and back in the day, she did say Indians, so I'm using that yeah, term. Sure. You know, yeah. um, There were some Indians dancing, and I'm like, I didn't see any. So these women are all saying this stuff, and I'm like, oh, my Lord. Then they get to me, and I say, well, I didn't see any Indians dancing around on fire, but I explained what had happened in my body. And they all turned and looked at me because it was as if nothing like that had ever happened to me. So he said, oh, um, this spirits were exercising you now exer not exor right you know and then he told me the name of three people he said there's a doctor here standing behind you dr piper and dr piper is helping you with a medical condition that you're presently suffering and i was and it was like amazing then my grandmother was there and then there was another gentleman there and he was um he gave me his name and such and uh And that was like the beginning. So I went to that group for six weeks. Now, remember, I'm in my early 20s. Also, I'm an Aries. So it's like, what's next? Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. and by the end of six weeks, I had blasted through. I was getting communication from spirit. I was feeling all these things. I could tell you stuff psychically. And let me tell you the difference between psychic and mediumship. Please. Psychic is like the AM dial on a radio. It's a certain wattage, maybe bandwidth, and I'm going to call it the strength of the signal, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
And it's us perceiving things about each other. So like when I talked to you on the phone that day, Mm -hmm. I was very psychically as were you, Mm -hmm. you know, and another word for that is intuition. Yeah, we we both mutually said, I think this is the start of a good relationship. And because we felt it. Absolutely. It was a feeling and it's even like a knowing. Yes, a knowing. That's a great way of putting Um, it. And that's really, really cool. And everybody is psychic. It means of the soul. And I think everybody is of the soul. I haven't met anybody. Some souls might be not as evolved as others, but you know, everybody has one, I, I believe. But the difference is with mediumship, mediumship is like the FM dial and it's a, it's a stronger wattage or a further reaching energy and it's receiving as opposed to perceiving. So here's what I would say. Um, um, so, um, Uh, I might say to some, well, this is the example I use all the time. Um, A psychic might say, oh, I see your mother has passed. And a medium would say, I have your mother here. Yes, yes. So that's a pretty simple And a good medium would be evidence-based, and we're going to talk more about that in a minute. Turn to mind, folks, we are speaking with Kathy Ripley-Green. Kathy is a professional medium. She Her office is located right here in Walpole. You can find her website at Kathy Ripley-Green, G-R-E-E-N-E. And I got it right that time, Kathy. You did. Amazing. <laughs> uh, .com. It's a great website. You'll see, uh, and also check her out on social media, but you'll see that she uh, does a wide range of professional medium mediumship services, which include uh, individual meetings, group meetings, and she will be appearing at the Safe Coalition offices right here at 31 Hayward Street in Franklin. Friday night, January 26th, tickets are going fast for that, but please get over to the Safe Coalition, safecoalitionma.org, and order your tickets for that, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Kathy's uh, she's a blast to be around and really, really good at what she does. So, Kathy, we were just talking about you developing mm-hmm. this this, this yeah. skill set, if you will. And you have this amazing experience. It sounds like this Dr. Ford in this me- this meditation circle, this whole experience was your accelerant? Yes. Is oh, that a good way of putting it? That's a brilliant way of putting it. It's a br- Because actually he said to me, so when this was all happening, um, I was like, whoa, what's happening here? Like, what did I know? Um, and I went to him uh, to speak with him privately. And he said to me, oh, my. He said, no, no one. I, I, I've never had anybody come in so hard and so fast before. Well, what did that mean? I didn't have a clue. Right. You know, so um, I think for a lot of people, it takes a long time. The development is, is you know, well, I think it's it's paced at our own pace and that's there's nothing wrong with kind of like the flow yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so after that point what started to happen is my psychic skills were going off the charts so as speak. opposed to medium yes skills. yeah so at that psychic. point there was no and also jim at that point i didn't know there was any difference mm-hmm. i didn't have a clue right you know and back in those days there weren't classes there weren't workshops there weren't you know so what i did now remember I'm in my early 20s. I'm working at a nonprofit uh, business and I am making enough money to get by, but I don't have a lot of extra money. So on a Sunday, typically, I would walk downtown, beautiful State Street. If you've been to Santa Barbara, you know Mm -hmm. where I'm talking about. It's a beautiful bookstore called the Earthling Bookstore. Sadly, it's no longer in business. But and I would spend the whole day there reading these books because I couldn't afford to buy them all. And uh, sometimes I would go in there and with no exaggeration, I'd say, "Okay." Show me what to read next. And I might walk down the the row and I would see a book that was maybe sticking out a little yeah, bit and yeah. I'd just pull it and sit down and read that. Yeah. You know, it was really brilliant. So I didn't have a teacher, I didn't have a mentor, I just was sort of self-taught. So the psychic stuff was just going crazy. And psychic was stuff like this, like um, 
I was meeting with a friend and I said, I'm getting some information about a woman who lives on the East Coast and I think it's your grandmother and I think she's really sick and I think that you're being told that you really, really need to be in touch with her. Now, that's not mediumship because the woman hadn't passed yet. That's in the psychic realm. So she said, it's my grandmother and she's really sick and we're all worried that she's going to pass, you know. And so I'm like, oh, and then it would be stuff like, um, no, 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 do not sign up for that class. You are going to hate the teacher. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was stuff like something that. like I would call a premonition. Yeah. It, they in could, a way, they could be premonitions. But see, or is that different? Well, it, it's hard to say because we're following these energy trails. Now, this is something that blew my mind. Um, uh, oh, gosh, Jim, there's so much. But um, remember, after 27 years of practicing as a chiropractic uh, physician yeah. in Walpole with a wellness center, we did a lot of different stuff, straight chiropractic stuff. We did energy work. We did all kinds of things. Now, here's something that relates to what I want to share with you. There was a beautiful woman who was in the transition stage of dying. She had a cancer. And her friend found out that we did this energy work at the office. It was called, or it still is called, Tong Ren. And uh, it's almost like the energy of acupuncture that you're sending, yeah. you know, through the ether. Yep. So her friend came desperately into the office and wanted me immediately to go over to her house and help her out. Well, I couldn't because I had a, a patient load that day and I wasn't getting done until 8 o'clock. So I said to her, uh, at 8.05, when I'm done with my patients, I'll call her. So I called her on the phone and I did some of this energy with her and her hospice nurse was sitting there and she was like, what is going on? Because the gal, um, the, the gal who was ill, she started to breathe easier and she felt more comfortable. So anyway, um, she only lived for two weeks, but we talked constantly and I would do this energy with her. Yeah. She said this to me, Jim. She said, Kathy, um, some years before I became sick, she had breast cancer. I had a dream, and in my dream, my um, two uncles who were alive each took one of my hands, and we were sort of catapulted into this energy, and we ended up in the kitchen of my grandmother and grandfather. My grandmother and grandfather did not speak any words to me. They were communicating to me, like in her dream, telepathically. And they sort of showed me to look out the window. Oh, Jim, this is giving me goosebumps. When I looked out the window, she said, I saw something that I cannot even explain to you. It was a grid, but it wasn't just three-dimensional. And this is the part she couldn't explain to me. And in this grid, I saw my entire life. Wow. Everything. And I saw that in five years I was going to get cancer and die. Mm. And then I was back into the kitchen with my grandparents. I was back in my bed and I woke up and I said to my husband, she said, um, in five years I'm going to get. And he's like, oh, that was just a bad dream. Well, in fact, this is what happened. Now, she didn't want to have cancer and she didn't want to be sick and she didn't want to die. But she was so comforted because she knew and she it, it was still hard, you know, she still to go through all the physical part of it, but she was so comforted because she said, no, 
what I'm telling you that for is because whatever this is, these energy waves, these grids, this stuff that's that's like it's like amazing quantum physics that's so far over my intelligence level, I can't even begin to understand it. So instead of understanding it, I just accept it because people have told me different things like this. So in reality, these connections that we're making, whether they're mediumship or psychic, they're all in this realm. And you know what? There's stuff that. I can do this, but there other people are doing stuff that I can't do, you mm-hmm. know, with healing mm-hmm. energies and um, uh, uh, like some of our scientists, like this, the things that they can help us make machinery. Yeah. And, you know, oh, my gosh. What a fascinating story of, 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 of that at 26 years old, really having the kind of the floodgates, gates, the accelerant yeah, put I on was, there. I think I was 22. 22. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. Really, and yeah. of course, we didn't even touch on the fact that you're a DO. You've got your doctor. I'm a DC. I'm sorry, yeah, a DC, DC, doctor of chiropractic yep. medicine. So, yep. um, I mean, you've done a lot. You yeah. lived a lot. Um, but my question is this, you know, I'm picturing... A chiropractor working with patients is a very hands-on, yeah. intimate yes. process. Mm-hmm. Are you getting yes. spirit all day long? Yes. And how exhausting is that? Um, or is it exhausting? So I would I would say this. I can turn it down like a rheostat, like a dimmer switch, mm-hmm. but I can't ever turn it off. Mm-hmm. So the good part would be, let's say if you came in to see me. And you are completely and totally complaining about some low back pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's only certain parts in your low back. So it's going to be this, that, or the other sure. thing, right? You've got science. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So then I'm touching you and I'm like, oh yeah, this is like completely mechanical. Okay, great. Good. Let's do this. Bye-bye. We'll see you tomorrow or the next day, however you need me to help you. But also I might say, so Jim, who's like really aggravating you? And you might say, oh my God, you know, because your body might be showing me it isn't just mechanical. There's also this mentality or this emotional connection. And then I would just think for a minute, one case in point, I had a a, a beautiful um, uh, patient, and she uh, was kind of regular wellness patient, and she complained about something. And I said, well, lie down on the table here, and let me just check this hip. And while I was there, I'm like, huh. And I just said, can you roll over on your stomach, please? Yep. And then I'm like, huh. And I said, are you having any... Uh, and she's like, well, there's a weird feeling. And I'm like... I need you to go to your doctor and I need you to completely and totally over-exaggerate your symptoms. Something is going on here. I cannot put my, my finger on it, but it's something that needs more than what I can do. Mm-hmm. And please go soon. Now, I didn't say it to alarm her and she was very comfortable with me. I had known her as a patient you know, for years. So she went and her doctor said, oh my God, you have a huge abscess. And if you hadn't come in, like, thankfully, if this thing had burst, it would have gone to septic. But you didn't see abscess. You you just sensed trouble. Something. And in a a sense of urgency. What about spirit visiting, visiting in the middle of an appointment? I mean, did that happen at all? Yes, it did. But I really kept that because people were coming in to have their neck pain helped, you know, or wellness. So I would never. But in my office, it it was known that this is what I did, right? You know, right. so um, so I would never say to you, "Oh, Jim, your grandfather says like hello," you know. Um, but some, when I was kind of in the transition of saying, "Oh, I think my chiropractic profession is going to be," because I was also aging physically, and mm-hmm. that's it's a it's a it's a demanding oh, it's right a physical job. Yes, it you is. Know, really, physical. having been to chiropractic, yeah, you know, docs, you know, yeah. oh boy, so um. 
So what would happen is some of my patients would say, okay, and I would like an elongated appointment, and then I would do some energy work, yeah. and then maybe somebody would come through. Yeah. But just to respect, you know, the process and the patient and stuff, yeah, I would try to keep it separate. Do you do ask for permission, right? Yes. I mean, is that a, that's an important yeah. part. So if I'm I'm sitting with you at a restaurant, or or you meet me for the first time, and 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 you're getting some very strong messages, you're not just going to start firing away. You are absolutely correct, and that is about psychic etiquette. Yes. You know? Trauma informed. Trauma informed. Right. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So, you know, like, just like if you were at the grocery store and you saw your hairstylist, you know, she wouldn't offer to give you a little bang trim. Right. You know, yeah. um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, well, no. you don't know my stylist. But... <laughs> well, she maybe. Look, look at my bangs hey, look... <laughs> and the receding bangs. <laughs> but the idea of it is that, um, you know, absolutely. Here's an example of that. My mom um, went to an event. My mom has a friend whose friend was having this art exhibit. So she said, do you want to go? And she went. When they were at the art exhibit, there was another woman there that was my mother's friend's friend. And she put her hand on my mother's arm and she said, oh, my goodness, um, I have a sense that you have a friend that's really sick. Mm. and She's going to be passing, you mm. know, soon. Well, my mother, she had no idea that she had a daughter who's a medium. Mm. My mother was horrified. Right, of course. And upset and, yeah. you know, really actually like angry, yeah. you know, that that had happened. That's really, really bad psychic etiquette. And that's uh -huh. just not the way it should be. But that goes to the ego. Yeah. Because when you have your, if you're not heart centered in this work, right. then don't do the work until you get heart centered, right. you know, or do the work and make some mistakes and so then never right. do that again. Right. Isn't that true of like anything? I do think that I just love that you said that. I love that heart centered uh, approach. Yeah. I'll give you a quick example. Yes. My, um, uh, I lost my son a year and a half ago. Yes. And uh, my uh, his mom and I were in um, old time Alexandria and we're walking along psychic with the sign and this and that medium, you know, and you go in and you pay, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars and you sit down and and I'm not, you know, I'll tell you my 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 belief structure later on, but I'm listening. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to be You're read. Open. And I'm listening. Curious and, and open. Well, yeah, but I wasn't, I wasn't even in the room. I was just in the next oh, room. I oh, I hear. see. I and, see. And this woman tells my son's mom with no sensitivity at all that there's a letter hidden in a book that she needs to find urgently. Oh, and it was very sloppy. And I'm yeah. listening. There was no heart-centeredness at all in this. And, yeah. and this woman was really, I think it was reckless. Yeah. Because, of course, mom yeah. comes home and searches and searches. Everything. And then comes the conclusion that she must have thrown it out when she moved. Oh, and now no. she's heartbroken because oh. she can't find it. So the unintended, I'm yeah. going to assume, consequences of being reckless with your profession is profound. And you, in my opinion, it's 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 like being a medical doctor. Absolutely. You have a standard of care that absolutely. you need to meet. Am I correct? You are absolutely correct. Now, the difference is that I'm a professional medium, and mm. there are a lot of professional mediums. And what does that actually mean? There's not really a certification. Okay, so if you go through the spiritualist church and you do education there, then you can get certified. Mm -hmm. You could go online, but but I don't have any of that. I'm a professional medium because I've worked this, I've studied it, I've taught it, I've practiced it, I, I, I learn continuously, and I've done a ton of work, and this is my main focus, mm -hmm. you know. So, but then there are other people who have mediumistic abilities, sure. um, and then they're like, oh, you know, like people have said to me, um, one time I did this group of people and a woman, uh, when I got to her, I was connecting with her and she said to me, you know, I do what you do. And I'm like, oh, oh. and she said, I'm a medium. And I was like, <laughs> oh, great. Fantastic. So she came up to me afterwards. And, and so 
I just took her at her word. And I'm like, well, so where do you practice? And she's like, oh, well. So it, people mean that they have mediumistic abilities sure. or they've had experiences. And that's okay, yeah. you know, as long as it's heart-centered, yeah. right? You yeah. know, And the reason why I think I can be so clear about that is because I've done this for a long time. Um, okay, look, you have to have an ego to stand up in front of a room with 200 people and connect with people that nobody can see, yeah. right? Um, that's the good part of our ego. The part of the ego that I think that I know we let go of it when we die. I know that for sure. That's brilliant fact that they've taught me over the years. There's no need for the ego when we're past. Um, there's only truth. There's not there's nothing of the ego. But, you know, here we are on this podcast. You have to have a good ego, Jim, to invite guests in and do yeah. like you have to. Sure. That's the good ego. Yeah, of course. You know? But the part that were the insecure ego is, well, I'm going to tell the medium that I'm yeah. a medium, too. Yeah. And, and bless everybody, but the idea is that. So you have to have strict boundaries. You have to be very clear with spirit that this is my life and I'm helping you. Um, I joke and I say, I do work for you, you know, but like somebody will come for a session and I'll say, even though you paid for this session, I work for spirit. So they're telling me that you, you know, um, and you and, may not be the boss. That's yeah. right. You know, and we have a good time with that. Yeah. But, so ethics. Um, etiquette, mandatory. And another thing that I find so engaging about you, Kathy, among many others, is your sense of humor. Yes. And you yes. bring, you invite humor yes. into the space. Folks, Absolutely. it's okay to laugh. Absolutely. Right? And you know, it's not just okay, it's actually, it's so beneficial, you know, and spirit wants us to be happy and uplifted because here's the secret. Okay, here's a little science, because I love science. But before I was a scientist um, with, uh, I mean, my Jim, I have my doctorate, right? right I got right. a lot of science in this noggin, yeah. you know. But before that, I was already psychic, you know, mm -hmm. but the two together. Hey, I remember I was in my first physics class, because to, to go to chiropractic college, I had a degree in sociology, mm -hmm. but you need a lot of science, and I didn't have that. So I had to go back and take all these classes. So I'm in um, physics, probably 101 or something, and um, the teacher starts to talk, and he's talking about a flame and he's showing us in this the heat and the hottest part and all that and i'm looking at it and i'm thinking this guy's talking about metaphysics like oh this is going to be the greatest class ever no wrong i hated physics but you know <laughs> but um speaking like yeah. around that the idea here is that there's a lot of science that we can use to understand this mediumship stuff but we're never going to fully understand it I don't believe until we're actually in this other place and this other place according to um, quantum physicists we talk about the dimensions now I'm gonna sound like I'm really smart but I'm really not I don't understand all of this we live in a three-dimensional world right you mm -hmm. and I everything's measurable mm -hmm. then we talk about you know space and time and all of that kind of stuff and then um, physicists believe that things are real if they can prove it mathematically that's right and so they talk about seven uh, um, dimensions so already I'm lost right because they're talking about quirks <laughs> and quirks and string theory yeah. and I'm like what you know that Pushing you here is the is the subject going right over my head, but go ahead. Yeah, see, the same <laughs> for me, right? Yeah, right. So we'll make pretend we're smart. But, yeah. So then what happens is um, the quantum physicists weigh in, and then they do all their stuff, and they're like, oh, no, there's up to 11. I'm like, oh. And then years ago, I read this paper, well, I attempted to read the paper by this Italian physicist, quantum physicist, and he was talking about something like 30 dimensions. I'm like, I'm out. Like, yeah, right. I can't you even follow this, yeah. right? yeah. But what we know is there's so much more to this. And if anybody is skeptical about like the afterlife or, okay, just look around the whole world. 
every single religion believes in some sort of an afterlife, a continuum. Everybody calls it something different, maybe, yeah. but it's the same or the similar thing. Um, I, my belief doesn't have to be anybody's belief, but what I believe is that we came from where we're going back to and there's some sort of evolvement and why are we even here in a body well we're here to experience and grow and maybe we were sitting around in spirit one day and said hey i think i'm going to go down and have some more experiences because there's a lot of contrast here when we're in physical mm-hmm. we can learn a lot and then we go back when we pass and we um oh and by the way when we're here too we learn and we teach sure. you know as well um and then we go back to spirit and we figure out what we learned and we taught you know and then we evolve for a while and then maybe we come back around again the concept of reincarnation. I don't know. I haven't been there in a long time. But all these things that I read, that I hear from spirit, like they have to have some sort of um, uh, truth, yeah. you know, to them. Yeah. But yeah. everybody's responsible Absolutely. for their own. You know. We are speaking with Kathy Ripley Green. Kathy is a professional medium. And my name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio here on WFPR 102.9 FM, where you can hear us every Friday, 9 a.m., noon, and 6 p.m. And if you can't hear it live, go on over to WFPR. FPR.FM, click on past shows and you'll see the podcast for chapters where you have all of our episodes. And Kathy, um, I, I just love this conversation. I feel like I'm I have a responsibility to the audience yes, to, ask, sure. to ask the 101 questions, although we yep. won't get to them all, yep. uh, that you've always wanted to ask a medium. Sure. Because I think people are fascinated by this topic. And I see of, uh, I'm going to categorize, say, three primary responses. I'm sure you've got a list of them. Sure. Um, because of what you do. But I see the first response of, I don't believe in that. Yeah. The second response is, maybe. Yep. And then the other response is, oh, I, I, I know this is all happening around me every day. I fall into that category. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it's informed by my son's passing. Absolutely. And um, uh, as my minister friend said to me, as a hawk sat in the bush above my son's uh, burial site as we were performing a service, and I had been told weeks earlier to watch for the hawk. Oh. And uh, the hawk sat there and watched the entire service from the minute he landed the minute uh, we walked to the burial site, the grave, normally they're high up in a tree. He was in a bush about six feet off the ground and sat and watched the service. And as it concluded, opened his wings and flew away. I have a choice in that moment. Yes, you do. Okay, And my choice is to become skeptical yep. or even cynical yep. and say, you know what? This didn't happen. Yep. It's all a crock. Uh, let me go back to my old way of thinking. Or, mm-hmm. and that's a posture of, as I'm making the studio now, my fists clenched and in the air like a like a prize fighter. Yeah. Or I can open my hands and be open to receiving the possibility, to the energy, to the to the moment. And that's how I choose to live. I, I say all of that because in the middle of all of that, I'm sure you have hundreds of reactions that, sure. that come to you. And I'll bet some of them aren't pleasant. Mm-hmm. Some can be wrapped in anger, too, mm-hmm. because people start to feel a little intimidated when something happens that they can't explain. Right. So my question to you is, you are evidence-based. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, I, and I really want to drill into that because that's a big distinguishing factor here. Yes. You talked about your science background. Why is evidence-based mediumship important to you? It's very, very important because um, we cannot possibly understand if, in fact, 
our loved ones in spirit are um, connecting with us in the true sense of how they are. It would be frequencies. It would be vibration. We would not be able to um, uh, validate and we, we wouldn't be able to understand it. Mm-hmm. And somehow, um, I can't speak French or Italian or Spanish, but somehow I can speak vibration and I can translate this. But what they do and why evidence is so important is they will present to you in the way that they were here so that you can recognize them. They have to give you facts and figures. They have to prove it. It's like, you know, remember when we were in high school and we had to do the scientific method to prove that the experiment we were doing... So I like to get things like they might give me their name. Oh, this happened just last night. I'll tell you a little story. Um, there was a, a, a gal um, had me come over and there was about nine or ten people that were gathered. And, um, uh, you know, I explained to them what's going to happen. And then we just do this little little meditation thing. And then I turned to this one woman and I said, so I've got this gentleman here. His name is Richard. She starts sobbing. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> you know, yeah. now that's a little bit of my fun ego part. Like, yeah. yes, thank you, Richard. Yeah, right. You know, you've made a meaningful connection. for this So person. first, I mean, and, and so anyway, Richard's communicating with me. Um, and I do make the distinction also about communication versus uh, conversation. Yeah. They can't talk to us. I was just going to ask you, what does this sound like? Yeah. Um, it sounds like thoughts. So right now, um, I would say to you, uh, think a thought in your head. Uh You just thought a thought. I can see you thinking a thought. That's your mind's voice. That's how I hear it. I don't hear, hello, it's Richard. I hear my mind's voice. This is why a lot of people miss the connections with their lovies. Because they say, oh, that can't possibly be them. Oh, I'm making this up. Oh, that's just my mind thinking it. And I'm like, no, it is coming through your mind, but that's your mind's voice. True story. The uh, other night I have um, kind of arch windows that that kind of illuminate. I love to look at the moon when I'm laying in bed at night. And I was looking at the moon and I was missing my son. And I thought to myself, where uh, where are you, Jack? And, And I heard heard back yeah. in my own voice. Yeah. I'm right here, Dad. That's perfect. That's absolutely Is that perfect. what yes, you're talking about? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. And I accepted about. it. Yeah, that's um, right. And then I fought with it. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a human. Yeah, so I right. said, ah, that's come right. on, you know. But, but the longer, see, he's only been in spirit for a year and a half. So yeah. you're still in the deepest of grief. Mm-hmm. You know, you still are. And nobody can uh, understand the way that you're feeling unless they have had the very similar circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe his mom, you know, can understand that. But so when when this continues to see, so you're going to be more and more experienced because you still have many years to live and he's going to be still with you. Mm-hmm. And so as you go along, you're going to trust it more. You're going to mm-hmm. accept it more. And then you're going to say things like, hey, Jack, um, uh, I don't know if I should take a left here or a right. And you're going to go. Oh, okay. I'm taking a left, and then you find a pot of gold on the side of the road, you know, or something. But but so cool. You you hear thoughts, and they're yeah. in your own voice. Yep. And 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 it's a matter of then what trust. Yes. I mean, oh you, my you're a little girl at three yeah. years, two years old. Absolutely. You were hearing these thoughts, but That's right. but it's trust, yeah, right? It's trust. It's trust. Because when you're doing it like one on one, so years ago, okay. So I want the evidence mm-hmm. because not only do I want to trust it, but I want the person that I'm delivering the messages to to trust it to. Understand it and to believe it. So they'll give me like their name. They might, uh, anyway, the woman last night, 
it was her brother, and she, she said, I've been to a number of mediums, and when they get to me, they always say, you're a complete blank. I have nothing for you. And I said to her, I'm so, so sorry. That's never happened to me before. Yeah. It's never not been. And so she was just delighted that her brother finally had come through. But anyway, not just the name. I wanted more. So then they might show me how they passed or what they were suffering with. They might talk about, like, you know, um, I might say something. It's disjointed. So it's like it's like a bunch of puzzle pieces come flying at me, and mm. I grab as many as I can. Mm. You know, oh, what a great description. Yeah, yeah, I right. can feel that. Yeah. yeah, and so some of them drop, and so I might say to Spirit, "How come you just couldn't come in and say, hey, hi, it's me?'" It's not like that because they can't communicate that way because they don't have the same physicality as right, we do. Right. They have to use the vibrations of our mind, and they'll use stories for me to tell. So I might tell a story about. You know, um, I told a story last night. I said, my mother has this big wooden bowl, and she didn't use it for years, and we tried to get her to throw it away. And she's like, no, somebody might want to use that someday. So recently, we've been using this bowl like like five times in two weeks, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, I know that this woman's going to understand why I'm telling her this story, but I could think if I didn't trust this, what the heck am I doing telling this story? This is crazy. And I might even when I was younger as a medium and mediums do it today, you know, if they're, they're not developing, um, they might hold back. You know, from saying something because they don't trust it. What yes. if I'm wrong? Right, if I'm wrong, and let's talk about that. Yeah, because that's the ego. Yeah, that's, that's the, ego. the ego, right? So, yeah. so what about those times in your professional medium life? And I gotta believe they've happened when you show up and you're just not feeling it yeah. uh, for whatever reason. Right. Um, and and who knows what the reasons are? What right. what happens? Because I know I know you well enough to know. Yeah. That um, you're just gonna tell folks. The truth. I'm going to tell folks the truth. So I never show up not feeling it because I prepare. Got it. And how so, do you prepare? I prepare. So when I'm just going to go in my office, um, I, I only do in person. I used to do more in persons, but I do in persons now only two days a week. Mm-hmm. And I, um, uh, you know, I have a lovely room and I have my little, you know, I sit there for a few minutes. I welcome spirit in. I, you know, um, I say this little ditty, you know, and then I, I say a little ditty to my little team and spirit that are helping me to um, sort of like, let me be the best I've ever been. Let me bring peace and love and, you know, um, healing to this person. You know, I have my things, yeah. you know, when I'm doing a group, I do a much more uh, deep meditation and then I listen to some really kick-ass music. You know, I just like get the vibe. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, and then I go, and um, it's a it's kind of holding the energy. So when we're going to do the event, you yes. know, for the Safe Coalition, yeah. um, at about one o'clock or so that day, I'll have to stop whatever I was doing. So let's just say I was doing uh, some writing. What I have to because now I can start to feel them coming in, and I spend part of the afternoon managing the energy of holding them. You know, kind of it's like that. And I'll say, no, 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 it's not until 6.30, like, get back now, like, like, hold on, because it gives me a feeling in my body of anxiety. I get it, yeah. And you, see, that's another way that you might feel, Jack. We can feel heat because their vibration, no physical boundaries right up at you, goosebumps galore, and then an anxiety. And you don't appear to be an anxiety-ridden man, but if you feel, you can say, Jack, is that you? Mm -hmm. And then it will either increase, or you'll start to cry, or you'll get hot, then you know, then you play with him. Jack, step back one foot. Whoa, the anxiety just decreased. You know, my joke is, hey, ma'am, that's no hot flash you're feeling. That's your dead dad. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Humor is necessary. They want yeah. us to be uplifted. Yeah. Evidence is so important. 
I want facts and figures. I want you to know beyond any shadow of a doubt that it's the person. So here's one example that happened. Um, This, um, see, people let me into their energy because this is who I am. You know, I'm a I'm past middle-aged woman. You know, we joke. I joke. Just and say, barely. Yeah, just barely. You and I, just barely. Just barely. Yeah. You know, and the I'm new a new middle-aged. That's right. And I'm a medium, <laughs> but I say I'm a medium extra large, you know. Um, and, you know, I mean, I just Come look on. like a friendly chap, you yeah, know. Or, or, but, but the point is that people just, like, let me in. But... Um, cynics, they're right. not, but I've never had a, I've never had people fight me. I know a medium who, um, a woman approached her very rudely during a, a group session and was telling her that it was the work of the devil yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's right. Skeptics are welcome yeah. because that means they're curious and open. I love you say that. Uh, I, I saw a YouTube video of you setting up a session and you say that out loud to everyone there. Please bring your skepticism. Yeah. That is you being open. That's and right. I love that yeah. because there's nothing wrong with a question nothing if someone's intimidated by a question in any profession right then you got probably the wrong professional that's right you got it you, <laughs> you got know, it because there's no level of security or absolutely authenticity there. absolutely the um a beautiful mom came in with her three adult children sadly her husband had passed mm-hmm. so their father so they're like in their 30s the kids and we have this like amazing session and the two young men come in and one of them sits there baseball cap doesn't take off his jacket arms crossed you know like and i'm like i see so i just poured some love on them you know like some mm-hmm. energy and such and by the end of the night like they're all crying and because it's evident that their father is giving them all this information. And interestingly enough, I tur- turned to the daughter at one point and I said, um, are you pregnant right now? And she was like, no. And I'm like, okay, because her dad was like telling me. you know. So then a little later I said, um, so back to the pregnancy thing. She said, well, we're trying to have a bit. We, we, and I said, but you have one. Yep. We're trying to have another. Okay. Then a little while later. Now are you sure you're not pregnant? You know, your dad's really talking. So the next day, the mother emailed me, by the way, she went home and took a pregnancy test and she's pregnant. No kidding. Yeah. Really? So yeah. like these things are proofs. Yeah. You know, we want proofs. Yeah. Anybody could say to you, oh, your grandmother is here. She loves you. She says you're a beautiful boy. Yeah, right. You know, no proof, proof, proof. Right. It's very important. Right. It's very important. You know, my experience has been when I, when I have something happen or a medium tell me something, Prior to my son's passing, I had, at best, I was a skeptic. Yeah. Pretty much ignored it. Yeah. Since he's passed, I'm actually so settled on the fact that it's just, it's it's as true as you sitting here. Yeah. I just don't, I don't need to, to chase it because it comes to me. Right. And thank, thankfully, God has put people like you in my life to reaffirm right. that what I'm experiencing is real yes and i'm just not going to get into a debate about it with anybody about it because i don't need to i don't need more proof that's right i welcome the messages when they come um and so i think for me I, i as i said to you earlier one of the challenging things to being a professional medium yes kathy ripley green dot com yep g r e e n e and you know what you're out there yeah. and you're doing events yep. and you're all around the area. So yep. I'm imagining you at the market or out with your husband for a dinner and somebody walks up to you and says, hey, doc, you got a second? Yeah. What, are, what are you feeling with me? That's I mean, right. does it get tiring in when I talk about in your non-professional? Because right. you just set it up beautifully. Like any professional, they do sound checks. Yep. So that, and they get themselves a, a 
bands, musicians get themselves set to play yep. a set of music. You have a way of preparing to 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 set the ground, your own inner energy, so that you're in a receptive mode. But you're out at the market. You're not doing right, that, and right. you're just standing. Does it get tiring? Yeah. So, um, yes and no. So the the yes part of it is. There's a line that I used to hear. Um, okay, this used to happen quite a bit. And I, uh, when I would do a group, at the end of the session, I just don't disappear. Like, I'm there. Mm-hmm. So, like, if people want to approach me, like, I'm there, yeah. you know, but, like, not for five hours or anything. But right. so, anyway, people used to come up and say, oh, you know, um, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a connection tonight. Do you feel anybody around me? And I would be like, well, they don't understand that. Like after two hours, I'm like done. I've like turned it off. Yeah, yeah. That's about the energy that I can hold right. you know, without exhausting myself. <clears throat> John Holland said to us one time that doing this work, um, if you, do, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to misquote him, but something along these lines, uh, doing two to three hours of mediumship work is like working an eight hour day as a computer programmer. It's about brain waves. It's about brain activity. It's about the energy. And so y- it is it's tiring work so it's it's not that i get tired of people approaching me it's tiring work get it. but one day it was funny i was in um lowe's i was my, my brother and i were shopping for something and i saw this woman kind of stalking me and then she finally approached me and she said i came to one of your sessions two years ago and you brought my grandfather through and it was the best day of my life and i'm like oh thank you so much that was lovely you know and then funny enough on the same day we go out into the gardening department and this woman's like Kathy and I didn't recognize her I didn't know who she was she goes I have an appointment with you in three weeks you know and it's kind of like that's fun you know that's fun of course but people and I think it's because I put up a nice um positive boundary yeah 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 you do so it's not really um it's not really what what's tiring is the day after I do a group I'll bet I don't plan anything for that day I don't do two groups and like I really pace it because you know, it's... Is it like an energy hangover? It is. It's just like it I'm is. just so tapped. Do you know that that's the first time I've ever thought of it that way? Really? I would say to people, it's like I have a hangover. I don't drink at all. I don't drink any alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, well, during COVID, I had some Bailey's Irish cream. But, you know, um, <laughs> but um, I've, I've just never really been a big... It, I'd rather just be happy. It's not your jam. Time. It's not my jam. Yeah. And nothing against people who enjoy it. Sure. That's fine. Um, but I, I would say to people, it's like I have a hangover the next day. So I sleep late. I get up. I'm kind of groggy, you know. And then about half the day goes through and I'm yeah. back. Yeah, you know, yeah. but an energy hangover. That's what I'm Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. Let's make sure we say energy. Yeah. Kathy, this conversation is so awesome. And I have so much more I'd like to cover. Would you be willing to come back next week? Oh, I'll be willing you to come back. You would. Absolutely. Well, folks, this has been Kathy Ripley Green here on Chapters Radio. It's G-R-E-E-N-E. You can find her at KathyRipleyGreen.com. She's a professional median. Get on over to her website and why not book a session? I mean, I'm telling you, I love this stuff. I got goosebumps right now and I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation. So, We will wrap it up for this hour, but stay tuned for next week with Kathy Ripley-Green. I'm Jim Derrick, and this is Chapters Radio. 